Welcome back to the Simmer Down Podcast. We have a great show today. Got a full staff here. Ike and Flavortown Finn. What's up, everyone? What's going on? Hi, hi Flavortown. Hi, Flavortown. Flavortown. Hi. Come on, Biss, if anyone doesn't know what Flavortown is. Well, it's going to be I actually, I, I ran by the uh, the shoe this uh, this morning. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty empty. Wow. Pretty empty, yeah, oh. unfortunately. It's going to be looking <laughs> like that for a while, man. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get started, though. Let's get to the Clown of the Week. Ike, you want to tell us who our Clown of the Week is? Oh, dude, honestly, like, two of my favorite players. Just kidding. I mean, not really. They're good players, but, you know, they're just the Clown of the Week this week. In the NBA, Kyrie Irving, starting with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie said he does not support restarting the NBA season, and players should start their own league. But Kyrie is – dude, okay, this guy kind of confuses me because he's like – Oh, I, it's for social uh, social reasons and to for Black Lives Matter and so, stuff like that. But but dude's been injured all year. Probably just doesn't want to come back, especially after it this this leaked and he left the Nets group chat. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, the, these guys are the kings of terrible PR. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the, I don't agree with Kyrie's stance. Not because. I'm being selfish and I want the NBA to come back. It's that's not the reason. That's not the reason I think the public that, I mean, maybe average fans hate him for that because he's trying to destroy the restart. But um, no, the, my, my take on this is first of all, a player's own league is not realistic because of the, the years it would take the financial sacrifice and who wants to lead that. So, and not to mention players. Kyrie does apparently. apparently well, I don't know if Kyrie will lead it, but he suggested it. <laughs> And players already agree to play exclusively uh, for the NBA. So when they sign contracts, so the NBA lawyers would, you know, put that new league out of business very quick. ASAP. But, um, yeah. Of course, you know, as soon as the story gets leaked that he said that, he said he never said that and immediately leaves the Nets group chat. <laughs> he showed them. What, what 10 out of 10 TV. Yeah, that's man. the thing I, I think with him that's interesting is I think it's 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 I mean, it's pretty well known now that he's not the best teammate, you know, at all. Um, yeah, because the whole, of the whole Boston yeah, debacle. Boston debacle, debacle. And, you know, now with the Nets, it just doesn't look like it's, you know, been going well so far. But, I mean, I also think that he's not – I think he's a great player, but I'm also just not convinced that he's one of the – like, he's a top five player in the NBA. Um, but, I don't know. He seems like he kind of has a big head. Well, yeah, and then going going on the second also, yeah. part though, it's uh, the th- where he said he doesn't support the restart is uh, because of you know he wants to continue the momentum of this social movement. I think the best way would continue the the best way to continue the momentum would just to be to continue the season because you have a microphone in front of you every day after games, you can say pretty much whatever you want without criticizing the NBA. And everybody's eyes are going to already be on the NBA restart. You don't have to go looking to get their attention. So I think it, that makes the most sense versus not continuing the season. Dude, and you saw how, how much media attention like LeBron got when he wore – well, I mean, all the players got when they wore the I Can't Breathe shirts a couple of years ago. And, I mean, that 
game plus simply suiting up the games is a great platform to getting your voice out there. Yeah, right. I, there's got to be more to this though behind the scenes that's making him, you know, want to not want to play. You know, it definitely could also be because of injury reasons as well. Because I, I, he was injured this year oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, are are we gonna? Is it possible that he's letting uh, personal reasons cloud his judgment? You know, because he obviously he doesn't like LeBron, probably, and Kevin Durant. I'm assuming probably doesn't either. Well, I I think there's probably a. I mean, with some of these guys, yeah, they have big heads, so you know they do what personal vendettas get in the way of. You know, what even is you know reasonably the right decision for them to do anyways when they, and they don't even, they don't even do it, you know, cause they're just like too warped up with, you know, whatever personal shit they got going on in their lives. And I think that's a little bit with Kyrie Irving, but, um, but, but yeah, I think it's easy to say, Oh, I don't support the movement because I mean, I don't, I don't support the restart because we want to continue the movement, but really it's, we're not in contention. Why do we need a restart? I don't need to support this. And I don't want LeBron to get another ring. So I'm just not going to support it. I also like it. See, that's the, I don't, know, I don't season agree with that. that uh, yeah. Earlier in the season, he said, oh, yeah, we still need a few pieces to contend. When if you get Kyrie and KD back on that team, I think they're contenders. Right. No, no exactly. Easy. Yeah. Because you still have uh, Spencer Didwitty, you have Carousel Vert, you, you have Jared Allen. You have uh, that, that shooter. What is it, Harris? Like, they got some Joe pieces. Harris. Yeah. Joe Harris. Yeah, he won the three point contest a couple. They have a, a good. They have ago. a good core. I mean, it's just like can can Kyrie, you know, become a Wait, team player? What? That's the. I mean, that's the question. It seems like. Yeah, he he's going to be number two behind KD. So we'll see how he uh, reacts right. to and that. Then, I mean, KD's going to be the best getting player. on to KD. Why KD's here in the clown of the week with Kyrie? He called Kendrick Perkins a sellout because <laughs> Perkins disagreed with him on Kyrie's stance regarding the NBA restart plan. And it's just, it's funny because he's the biggest sellout we've ever seen in sports going to the Warriors. And he, he basically ruined the league for two years, if not, and it, sh- it should have been three if it wasn't for the Achilles injury. Yeah, dude, honestly, Kevin Durant has, I mean, but don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Kendrick Perkins can be our clown of the week every week. But Is I he mean, really that bad? I haven't watched calling, I haven't calling watched someone. I haven't listened to Kendrick Perkins. Oh, dude, he's he's awful. He, he's he's awful. He's awful. Sneak peek for next week. That might be. Oh no, week. we have so but, many people lining up for clown. But, that it's it's. <laughs> Kendrick really has to say something really out of line for us to be like, okay, welcome to the pod. No, it wasn't. This wasn't really Kendrick's fault. But, uh, it was more. It I was mean, way more just KD, just like reverting the name calling, you know, yeah. and like making it personal. Okay, so in other headlines going on in the sports world right now. So, most notably... Finally, some fucking soccer. We got some soccer on the agenda here. Real (laughs) Soccer? I mean, some football. Some football. So, Liverpool Liverpool clinched the Premier League title, and I believe that is their first in 30 years. It is. It's been a long time for those up at Maryside. What does this mean for soccer? Uh, what does what does this mean for soccer, Ben? Well, what? for Liverpool, it's 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 the return to the glory. I mean, they dominated it, you know football in England for for decades in the seventies and eighties and even into the nineties, and then they had one Champions League title in two thousand five, and then after two thousand five, they went from they went about 
I don't even, I would say basically 10 years with being somewhat irrelevant. They had one good season where they finished second and then they had some bad seasons and then they got Jurgen Klopp and Jurgen Klopp was a great manager at Dortmund who brought them to the Champions League in 2013. And then he brought them back from, you know, destruction and all the way back to glory. And they won the Champions League last year and they finally won the Premier League title uh, after 30 years of it not being um, where it rightfully belonged this year for sure. But um, yeah, really, as someone who followed the Liverpool Liverpool team pretty closely ever since Jurgen Klopp came there, um, you know, I think it's interesting to see how they've, you know, where they've come from. Um, You know, some of their signings were just, you know, guys that not a lot of people thought were particularly that good or they were, you know, somewhat of a reject from, you know, another club. Like Mo Salah uh, was at Chelsea for a long time and then was, you know, didn't work out there. And then he went to Roma and then he played well in Roma and then he went to Liverpool and then he became, you know, uh, you know, one of the best players in world football um, under Jurgen Klopp. So, yeah, I mean, Jake and I, wa- uh, Jake and I watched the game. Um, I had to watch a recruit. I had to get a live reaction. Chelsea, Chelsea uh, beat Manchester City, um, actually with the Christian Pulitzer's goal, the American, um, which was a great goal. Um, and so that was yesterday. That was yesterday as well. And then because they beat Man City, that meant Liverpool won the title. So, um, Liverpool played earlier in the day, and they 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 played uh, Crystal Palace, who is not one of the best teams in the Premier League, um, and they dominated that, pretty much the entire game. That goal by Fabinho uh, pretty much summed up the game. Fabinho, yeah, that, but that was that game. was unbelievable. Yeah, so Liverpool, congrats! It's I bet they're going crazy up there. It does suck though. I'll be honest. It sucks that they don't get to raise the trophy in front of their fans because yeah. Liverpool probably has one of the, the if not the be- best fan base in English football, maybe even one of the best in soccer and definitely one of the best in the world. The fan base there is unbelievable. The games there are, are wild. Yeah, Liverpool the, after Chelsea won, they ended up winning the title after they destroyed Crystal Palace and yeah, the, the like we said, you know, the Fabinho and the Trent Alexander goals were unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it's it's a shame though that they're not going to be able to lift the trophy in front of their fans at Anfield because Anfield and uh, is one of the best places to watch a game and I mean the Liverpool fan base is one of the best fan bases in all of sports um, so I mean it's definitely a shame but um, you know I don't think that will change you know that will hurt the happiness levels of those fans because they suffered a long time without winning anything um, and it's just such an old and you know historic club with so many great traditions and yeah. It was for me. A lot of people hate Liverpool, but I thought it was. I thought it was awesome for them to clinch the title, and I'm exci- I'm happy. All right, so that's enough. That's enough soccer for one so. podcast. <laughs> no, we'll get more soccer going though. We got again. We got, we got Champions League, La Liga, Serie A's playing right now. I was just watching a little bit of the Juventus game against Lecce, like milk, but not in Italian. Um, so I'm only trying to watch the good teams you know? right now. I'm not trying to get a. A taste of what everybody's doing well, right now. I just want to see a couple of good yeah, teams. Yeah, so like the, once the cha- once the Champions League comes, we'll actually have some really fun games to watch. Like yeah, there will be some I'll, games. I'll, I'll watch I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, we'll have more. We'll have more foot. We'll have more football in the, in the, the future. Gonna get into it. All right, moving on down. Avery Bradley said he will not be returning to the Lakers this season. J.R. Smith is the leading candidate to replace him. I was clapping because. 
Lakers. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you said. Fans are like, "Oh, Avery Bradley went off on that third time they play, they, they played the Clippers. If he does that during the finals, if he does that during the finals, they, the Clippers are getting swept." Like, and then it's not even playing. So, like, Lakers fans. Yeah, but is J.R. Smith okay. like? Oh, did J.R. Smith? Like, why is that no, even considered no, news? J.R. Smith no, is Jay, um, Dion Waiters instead of J.R. J.R. Oh, yeah, is probably they, just going to be there. They, <laughs> yeah, but Dion will get freaked out. At least he won't have to go on a plane for games. Jr. Can, <laughs> he'll just have a he'll just have a freak out in this hotel. Oh my room. God! <laughs> no, 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 no. The thing about Jr. Jr. has playoff experience. He he has come up. He has come up big in some moments in the playoffs. I think, but um, you just don't want him in the last two minutes of the game. You know. <laughs> yeah, as 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 shown by the last time he was in the playoffs. So interesting news there. Uh, he'll hit a couple threes. Is that just because he's – yeah, but threes. this is when LeBron's like – this is just like when LeBron just picks his friends. Oh, yeah, dude. Them. LeBron's going to – LeBron, LeBron's the need. point guard now. Every Bradley's well, guy on LeBron's playing point. <laughs> Which is, I thought, yeah, it, was, I thought it was interesting that they would even play Avery Bradley at point. He's not a true point guard. But I guess when you got when you yeah. got LeBron on the floor, it doesn't even matter. Because he can – you can just yeah, LeBron. The LeBron's guard. the point guard when he's when he's on the floor. Yeah, let's let's be real. LeBron's the point guard. <laughs> Moving on down, Andre Drummond picked up his player what option else? with the Cavs. What else about Avery Bradley? Um, so I mean, I'd rather have Avery Bradley than because Avery Bradley will clamp your favorite player, but um, Jared Smith will come in hit a few threes, do his thing. I mean, losing Avery Bradley is not that big of a hit if if. If I'm the Lakers, I'm still going for the title. It's just it's just Avery Bradley. It's like he got injured or something. Dude, the loss so the loss of Avery Bradley is not that big of a loss compared to like if the Clippers lost Lou Williams. This is not the end all be all of the Lakers season. They'll be fine. Well, no, but I mean also is it like but that's the thing, is like I mean, you're replacing J.R. Smith with Avery Bradley. I mean, like I mean no. I don't really think that's solving oh, anything. Definitely not. I mean, Avery Bradley was they, they, a contributor. They, I don't think J.R. Smith's going to be more of a contributor than Avery Bradley was. Losing like a good role player, but in my mind, he didn't do that much to where the Lakers are screwed right now. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. I still don't think the Lakers are a match like a really good matchup with the Clippers. I think the Clippers have too many scoring options. They have too many guys that can rotate on LeBron. It's. I don't think it's very even playing field right now. Exactly. One through four of the Clippers starting five can, can get LeBron. And we've seen that. So, I mean, I think, I think the barring major injuries go all the way this year. Play the Bucks. I'm saying Clippers in six, for being real. Maybe that's, that's for another podcast. Yeah, we'll save our, project, our predictions yeah. for another podcast. Yeah, another closer to the season. In other news, Andre Drummond picked up his player option with the Cavs, so he will make twenty nine million Ooh. next season. What do we make of this? Trade day. Um, I think that he just wants wow. money, and dude, I wouldn't want to be in Cleveland. Are you kidding me? The, yeah, that's why. That's why it's hard to understand why he would pick up an option with Cleveland. Yeah, no one in Columbus even. So wants he, to did he think nobody so, else was going to pay him twenty nine thirty million? I think that was probably his mindset going into this, going into this decision, being like. Yeah, the market for me is not looking very great right now, so I'm just gonna stay and make some make some bands real quick. Or also, he knew that the salary cap would shrink next season because of COVID, oh, so he just definitely. wanted to guarantee his money. 
Maybe oh, that's it. Probably, dude. That's actually that's actually probably it's, a good thing. But I don't feel like this is a smart move for the the Cavs. I mean, it's not like, their decision though. They're losing thirty million, but I mean, I get. I mean, I guess they don't really have anyone else to pay. But I mean, they're also not in the position where Andre Drummond's going to make them a contender. And you I, would think Andre Drummond would have wanted to go to a contender, but hey, I guess he's breaking the narrative. In the yeah, NBA I don't know. We'll see, dude. Thing. Colin Sexton is probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA, in my opinion. Um, he puts up a decent amount of points. So, I mean, if they get that Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond duo, who knows what will happen. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see with Cleveland. They're a very interesting team. Definitely a dark horse playoff con- contender. Not not championship contender next year. Moving on down. Jadavian Clowney is reportedly satisfied playing next season for a contender. Like we predicted on this show last week. For on a one-year contract, and the Cowboys and the Saints are at the top of his list. Wow. The Cowboys are going to snag Jadavion Clowney and Jamal Adams. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> if they did that, I would be – I mean, if they do do that, I mean, hey, that's the – that might be one of the – maybe is that – can you say that's maybe one of the best defenses in the NFL oh, right a- there? Absolutely. Absolutely. With those two guys. It might be the best defense in the NFL. It, it Maybe not the best, but, like, I mean, you know, it's got the glamour of being the best, you know, or the looks. Of I still don't the love the Cowboys at corner. <laughs> I think corner is going to be a big There's issue. Up. Yeah, they're still a little weak at corner. And they did. Yeah. They they I, they chose paying Amari Cooper over Byron Jones. I don't understand that. I would have paid Byron Jones because I don't think Amari's worth a top five receiver money, and they still gave him like top three receiver money. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's. I mean, you, you would. I mean, they did draft. A corner, um, they drafted uh, Trayvon Diggs, which I think was a good pick. But obviously, you know, rookie corners are, you know, always hit and miss. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think they didn't, you know, necessarily need to pay Amari Cooper that much money or even pay him at all. Um, but, I mean, hey, if they can get Jamal Adams and Janavion Clowney, I mean, that's a very formidable defense right there with with what they already have. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that's been what been – you know, what they've been missing over the past few years. But I do think that, you know, having a strong defense, again, it's the, we're building up to this situation where basically they're making it so everything's on deck, you know? Like, if they get Javion Clowney and Jamal Adams or just one of them, they have a defense that you could arguably say is maybe one of the better ones in the league, albeit, you know, outside of their corners. And then on offense, you know, they still have Ezekiel Elliott. They still have Mari, they have Amari Cooper. They have uh, C.D. Lamb. Like, they have a very – you know, explosive offense. So I, I think it's interesting how they are building this, you know, this situation where it's like Dak has every single reason to succeed and win, you know, not only a playoff game, but even maybe a potentially a Super Bowl. Um, but we know Jake would love to see his Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl and his Cowboys because Jake yeah. is secretly a Cowboys yeah. fan and secret, I'm just hyping secret. him up right now and he's getting all excited because <laughs> he's hearing all these fantastic things about I, the I Cowboys. I may or may not really like Dak, but yeah, we'll see wide open guy to get the fourth and five inside the red zone and they probably would have got a touchdown off of it and then they lose the game you know and it sucks it came down to the fourth and five and then the narrative is oh Dak still choked like he he's shown flashes but he still needs to put it all together and I think McCarthy could help elevate him and that's when we get to the main topic of the show and that is Dak, Dak <laughs> what we're talking already we're already talking about him Dak but <laughs> Yeah, does he deserve 
to get paid. Well, he does deserve to get paid, but how much is the question? That is a great question. And when you look at uh, Colin Cowherd's quarterback pay system he came up this week, uh, the factors that he put into it, 50% of his pay should be based off his regular season win percentage, uh, 16.6% over his playoff wins, 16.6% over his production, and 16.6% from his availability. When you look at those ranks, he's 10th, tied for 13th, 13th, and then tied for first. But that's really only availability, so that's not, you know, the greatest thing. Um, but still, it still matters. So then his official rank comes out to nine and a half. So meaning he would be paid, he should be paid between the ninth and the 10th best quarterback. So when you look at these quarterback salaries, he would be between Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, which is 27 and how much does $27.7 million would be what Dak should be. Wait, what? is he a top 10 paid quarter? Uh, Holy shit. He also negotiated that by himself. Well, the, well, the, the, the Colts are committed respect. to Jacoby Holy. on a two-year deal, so they gave him 25, I mean, 50 over two years. Oh, so, wow. but like, they don't, they don't, you know, they have to suck it up for a year, then it's not going to hurt the books after that, you know? So it's, that's not a big deal. So, so he, he's, he's getting paid more than Technically, Phil yes. Because right Phil makes 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> they have two quarterbacks on their roster that are making above twenty-five no, but, million yeah, and when you, dollars a year. That is unbelievable. I don't know if that's the smart. I mean, yeah, that's that's just idiotic in terms of cat looking at your cap. Yeah, it's not great. It's a, I don't know. You got you got you got you got. Not, that's not ideal. Too. It's not like Jacoby's actually going to play a lot next year because Phil just. I, I mean, yeah, I think Phil will win the start. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, but if you yeah. look at the top eleven quarterbacks, right. Three of them we can agree are overpaid. Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett, right? We can agree uh-huh. on those three. They're overpaid. Yeah. So then uh-huh. – so Ben so Roethlisberger. If you, if you take those guys but, out I mean, and then you say, like, maybe Stafford is a slightly underpaid because of his situation in Detroit, you know. Oh, very, very And then maybe Jimmy underpaid. G, you could argue, is underpaid too, right? So then, so then take yeah. that into account. I would say Dak is about a – you know, twenty nine and a half, thirty million dollar quarterback. If he demands significantly more than that, I would very much struggle paying him that much money over the next four years. I can't believe he signed his franchise tag. I thought he was gonna like wait it out, and then the Cowboys were gonna give in and be like, "Well, I mean, it is it is smart in a sense if he plays well because if he if uh-huh. he if he has a very very you know good season." And in my opinion, I think again, like if they do, you know, get someone like Jadavion Clowney and Jamal Adams, and you know their offense is looking to be explosive, you know, if he has a good season where they make the playoffs, maybe they make it to the NFC Championship game, maybe they make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, he'll get paid a lot more. Like he'll be shot up right into you know probably the top five quarter, you know, into that thirty-three, you know, or thirty-five million, you know, dollar range a year. Um, but I mean, also I think it comes down too to the way other quarterbacks are going to get paid in the NFL. Because, you know, I think we've seen over the last few years, like every year there's a new quarterback in free agency and it becomes the next, you know, highest paid quarterback. Um, uh-huh. And I think we're going to see that obviously with Patrick Mahomes, he'll probably be the first $200 million, you know, um, quarterback in the NFL. And, and I think, Jackson. you know, other Lamar Jackson will be as well. And I think you're going to look at those types of guys and you're going to see that. And that's also just going to, you know, inflate, like inflate the market to a point where other quarterbacks like Dak Prescott are going to get paid more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also a little bit of something that he's thinking about is that, okay, I get paid 31 million this year, but then, you know, 
I'm going to get paid a lot more next year if I play well. And also if the, you know, the rest of the quarterbacks, you know, in the league are getting paid more, you know, too. Um, um, And this is happening all around sports. I mean, we've seen, you know, salaries continue to to skyrocket in terms of, of players and, um, you know, in in the NBA and the MLB and, you know, even NHL and in soccer. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's actually a smart move by him. I don't necessarily think he's doing the wrong thing here. I mean, he's still making $31 million. So, you know, he's not, he's not living uncomfortably, but um, you know, I think this could be year the year Dak proves it. Now, again, if he doesn't prove it and he, and he doesn't play well, he could get fucked and he could get paid nothing. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a risky move, but I think, I think it will work out for him. I do. I think it'll work out because I mean, Jerry, Jerry boy has just surrounded him with so much talent this year. Barring injury. Not yeah, bar, barring injury. Um, I think we should also talk about some of the context too, because, you know, there's some interesting, interesting, th- you know, interesting things that happen. I mean, like even when they went to that, divi- when they were in the divisional game against the Packers, I mean, you can blame some of that that game on Dak, but you know the Packers did a good job of shutting down Ezekiel Elliott, who is essentially you know the main figure of that offense next year. I mean Dak. I mean it helps as a rookie quarterback to have you know one of the best running backs in the league, you know, right next to you to take the pressure off of you. And then also, I mean the cow the Cowboys defense folded like a napkin on that last you know that last drive and allowed um whatever whoever it was to get open downfield for Aaron Rodgers to zip one too. Um, it was uh, other other Rogers, I think. Yeah. The tight oh, end. was it really? Yeah, those two were nuts together. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yeah no. he still won the NFC East twice in four seasons. As much as that's not saying anything, because I mean, I think I could win the NFC East, honestly. Um, and <laughs> and Madden. Yeah, I mean, he he, he really didn't have <laughs> other wide receivers as well, you know. Until his third yeah, season. Yeah, so he, he started his career, yeah, um, the first two and, and a half seasons without a legitimate wide receiver one. Yeah, and that's also to say Jason Garrett and Scott Lenahan were not the greatest play callers. And he didn't have Zeke for six games in 2017. Um, and his receivers had the second highest drop percentage in the league last season, which is, I mean, that's a – like, and, and as a quarterback too, if your receivers are dropping the ball a lot, I feel like it's just the most brutal thing to have to just sit there as a quarterback and throw, uh-huh. throw, and like you make great throws and they just drop it. I mean, like even in the Super Bowl, like, you know, that was the one thing, impre- impressive thing I found about Patrick Mahomes that game is that, and in the Titans game as well, is that there was a few dropped balls and one even led to an interception in the Super Bowl where it was like, it wasn't his fault. And like that, you know, as a quarterback, that can really get in your head and frustrate you because if you don't have trust with your receivers, you know, it's going to cause you to make more mistakes or not make as many plays. But, um, you know, I think he's going to get, you know, I, I think he slowly has gotten a better receiving core, you know, as he's, you know, been in the league, long, um, the longer he's been in the league. But I don't want to go on for too long. But, I mean, these are just some of the thoughts I've been thinking with Dak. But, you know, I think it's all, you know, in place for him to succeed. Well, that's what I hate about last season is there were so many things going on last season that it's hard to really judge his performance based off that. Like, you know, he didn't have Tyron Smith for three games and – one of those games, the game against the Jets, that was crucial. He definitely missed having Tyron Smith in that game. And it ended up being a loss. Mm-hmm. And that was a game that they shouldn't have lost. Um, and then, yeah, they had the second highest drop percentage in the league last season. And the second half of the season, he was dealing with the shoulder injury. But And then it's like you also look at it on the other side. And he he's been, he's 6-10 and 10 on the road the last two years. And he's 1-6 and six 
he was one in six uh, last season against playoff teams. So that's why, yeah, like really, it's so hard to judge Dak. It seems like for every negative thing, you can justify why <laughs> that that is the way it is. So then it's it's just it's so hard to really uh, in this debate to figure out what he deserves. Well, I find that interesting because P, uh, Pro Football Focus ranked him as the fifth best QB against uh, twenty nineteen playoff teams. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. just confused about how like they would. I mean, I'm. I read the article earlier. I'm trying to think of where I – like, the only players that were above him were Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, and Patrick See, uh, Yeah, and then you can, to- you can totally turn around this whole thing and then be like, well, he does have a playoff win against Russell Wilson, and he's almost the top quarterback in the league. So. That's true. I mean, Ru- I mean Russell Wilson has struggled in the playoffs lately. I know. So, like, this whole thing is so give or take. It's – that's why this this debate is so annoying, and we've heard so well, way, we've heard way too much about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see with Dak because I mean, he could still sign a contract by July fifteenth, I believe, is when they were trying to do it. But I mean, it also might not be bad for him just to play one year off the franchise tag. Uh huh. See what he can do. Maybe even to, yeah. You know, see I, what definitely, he can do. I definitely, I definitely think himself. that's a move. Like, if you know, if you, you might as well bet on yourself because. Everything is in place. You don't have a coaching deficiency anymore in Jason Garrett. You have three legitimate wide receivers. You still have both tackles, at least. It sucks that they lost uh, Travis Frederick, but they still have both their starting tackles, who are top 10 tackles in the league. Um, The defense is decent, so there are things in place. The division does not look amazing right now, so they should – there's, they should fight for the NFC East. Oh, the division looks awful, dude. The division is literally as long the as you take care of business against the like yeah, as long as you take care of business against the Eagles <laughs> and you just hold off the Giants, whatever they put up, um, you should. Hey, watch out for my Giants, man. Daniel Jones. Then, gonna start then you get to play the skin. You get to play the skins. Back. You get to play the skins twice a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the Redskins could get better though. Not on the offensive side of the ball, in my opinion, but on the defensive side of the ball, they're getting fairly good. But yeah, it seems like this. This is a year that Dak is. Very well set up for success. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean they're pro- they're my pick at the moment to win the NFC. East. Really? Um, I mean, unless the e- wow. well, I, you know, I think, Giants I don't think take that step. You don't think Dre Giants takes that step? No, not not yet. No, not yet. Where's, no. Where, where's the where's um, the confidence in Joe I, Judge? Well, I think I think the thing is is that I think as of now, I think the Giants are moving in the right direction. You know, they've made some solid picks in the draft. But I also wouldn't want them to be, you know, uber successful this year because they're obviously not a Super Bowl contender. So I wouldn't mind another year of, you know, just keeping the young, you know, keep putting the young guys out there, getting getting them used to playing, you know, creating chemistry and, you know, building through the draft again next year. There's a lot of solid players in the draft. We desperately need a receiver in the draft right next year. I mean, if we could grab um, Jamar Chase, I mean, I would be – Ooh, I would be Chase. like ecstatic, and and that and that, in my opinion, that's the one thing I don't like about Dave Gettleman is I know that next year he's not going to draft a receiver when they have a high pick, and it's going to frustrate the living shit out of me because like if there's one thing Daniel Jones needs, it's a receiver. I mean, Evan Ingram's good, but he's been inconsistent. You got, got Golden Tate, right? Golden Tate is Golden Tate. He's John not Shepard is not what I thought. You know, he's not what everyone thought he was going to be, and you know. They have a few other pieces there that are good, you know, second or third receivers, you know, but they're not a first, you know, prime receiver, and they Wait, need can, that. Can I ask you something? What the hell did they get for Odell? 
Nothing. They got no. They got. They got nothing. I think. Well, they, they, I got, like, they got like nothing. They got a first round pick. Yeah, like, uh, wasn't it like a first and a third, and then uh, Jabril Peppers or something? I, I think in the end, it's not going to really matter if, if they get a receiver. But they like they desperately need a receiver. Uh-huh. Um, and you know that's just. I mean, I think everyone knows that. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I I don't want to get too off topic, but yeah. You know, the more I talk about my Giants, probably the more someone's gonna have to simmer me down because I don't know. I'm already getting anxiety over Dave Gunn <laughs> fucking up our high pick we're gonna have next year. We're not gonna if, we, if we if we if we made Finn tell himself to simmer down, I think that's a win. So yeah, we we should we should just <laughs> no, have I a, should just leave now. All right, see you guys later. We, we should just have a whole Giants, hot. Giants episode where we talk about Dave Gettleman and his picks. Honestly. Hey, he 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 had a he had a good Jake and I like we liked his draft. I liked his draft. He had a good. I like his draft. I mean, I would I would have traded down for sure, but I mean, they they tried, but they they couldn't they couldn't get anyone. There were a lot of reports Uh, that said they wanted to trade down, and then they couldn't. They tried. Okay, well, at least at least they tried. You know, that's what I can see. Yeah, and I think with offensive line, like a lot of people gave the pick shit, but it's like. With offensive line, that's a position where you study the film and like teams just like a guy, uh-huh. and they just get a like, and they're just like, that's the guy that fits best with what we want to do. Yeah, and like you know, I again, I think Tristan Warps could have been the move there, but I mean, I, I still think you. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot his name. Yikes! Um, want to help me out, Who Jake? Are you talking about? Giants first. Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Right. Andrew yeah. Thomas. How did I forget his name? My bad. Oh my god, I sound like an idiot. But yeah, I think they fell in love with him, and I think he's a big he's he's a big body, so he'll help out for sure. And help has been something we've been lacking for a while. But every, enough with every, the Giants. We don't want to. Yeah. We can talk all day, yeah. I guess, about the Giants. But who wants to do that? Who wants who, to? Who doesn't to want to hear about the Cowboys I mean, every, for a whole podcast? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, Cowboys. Just we're, wanna... we're 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 America's podcast. <laughs> I love we, the Cowboys. We talk about the Cowboys. Renaissance man? No, podcast. not today. <laughs> Nah, America's <laughs> podcast. Oh. Great stuff. How about them Cowboys? Anyway, that, brings me, that brings me to my next point. Concerned about the Cowboys going forward if they hand out Dak 33 plus million over the next four years. Quarter! Quarter! <laughs> Get one. They need, well, they got Trayvon Diggs. We'll see how he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see how he does. He could use a, he could use a running mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... You know, I think we're this, you know, going forward, I think this relates, you know, very much to what we were going to, you know, talk about in our unpopular opinion segment. I think we can almost just combine the two, you know, issues together because it revolves the Cowboys. Um, You know, I think they're in trouble if they trade for Jamal Adams. Um, And I know, Jake, you want to get into that. uh, But, you know, if they're going to pay Dak Prescott a lot of money. You know, at some point they got to pay CD Lamb a lot of money if he ends up performing well, and they, you know, they got a lot of other Dude, guys got, that they got to pay. Front seven too. You got you got um, Leighton Vanderesh who's still on a rookie contract too. Yep, that's true. Yep, he's, he's gonna want a lot of so, money. I mean, they're gonna have to pay Dak. I think that's understandable. It's just they have to take that into account when they're making all these decisions of even about signing guys like Jamal Adams or Jadavian Clowney. Because I mean, Jadavian Clowney almost seems like the better move. Or, I mean, because with either one of them, you have to think of, okay, with Jamal Adams, I got to trade something, and then I got to pay him. Where Jadavion Clowney, I can just put him on a one-year contract and then, like, you know, say, you know, salutations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts well, on the boys? Well, I think if you pay Dak, so you pay Dak, let's assume $33 million more or less per year for the next four five years, right? Let's assume he gets a deal done. 
So you're going to be paying top dollar at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and arguably two of those guys isn't even top five at their position. That's already concerning enough to me, and if you take the average salaries of those guys, they account for over th- for 34% of the salary cap going forward. That is not an ideal position to be in if you're the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not a great time, but yeah. everyone's going to walk in for that is, after that. That is a lot of money. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see they, how they manage that. They pay Jalen Smith already too, right? Or yeah, or does he need any, Yeah, they, they paid him. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, so that that brings me to my next point, though. We have the unpopular opinion segment. This week we have the Cowboys should not trade for Jamal Adams. They should not, and here's why. No, they but, definitely should not. Here's why. So they have six guys that are owed ten plus million for at least the next four years. That doesn't include Dak. So the cap space is already tight. The league is moving towards offense. And number three, how did the last big trades for defensive superstars work out? And number four, four out of the five of their starters in the secondary right now are going to be free agents after this season. And if the cap situation takes away adding stars in free agency, so this upcoming, this upcoming draft is deep with corners and safeties. I think you're going to want those picks. So it doesn't make sense to ship them out for Jamal Adams. And number five, if Dak doesn't improve and Jerry decides for some reason he doesn't want to pay him, I think he's going to want to hold on to those early picks and maybe try to get a QB in the next draft. And the Q, I think the quarterback class next year is pretty deep, in my opinion. Right. You got Trevor Lawrence, number Brock Purdy's oh, an underrated yeah, yeah, prospect. Yeah. Fields. Well, yeah. So we there's for sure at least three guys, right? There's Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. And I think people are starting to come around on Trey Lance, and he might overtake Justin Fields. We'll see. But you have three you have three legit guys, and then there could be maybe one or two more that are first round in the first round conversation. So I think the Cowboys are definitely going to want these picks. Jerry seems like the type of guy that would also just say like no to paying Dak, especially if he doesn't play well. Well, yeah. How do you justify giving him top five money if he doesn't perform like a top five quarterback in this system? Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing, too, is that if they trade for Jamal Adams and they sign Jadavion Clowney, are we, are we going to – I mean, I fear for the Cowboys that they could end up in a situation like the Rams are. Uh-huh. And, I mean, we've talked about it off the podcast, Cap too. I mean, the Rams, are, the Rams are fucked. Like, they are – I mean, they went from Super Bowl contender to, like, they could be fucked for multiple years simply because if Jared Goff doesn't perform and they shelled out so much money to Jalen Ramsey, it's just like – you don't want to be in that situation where you have, like – just too many guys to pay and you have so many people to pay that you can't pay any of them. And then, you know, the whole yeah, thing okay. falls apart. Rams so, I, mean, to the Chargers you know, anyway. I think they can, I think they can say to themselves, you know, look, you know, yeah, of course we probably could use some more help in the secondary, but is it worth it to take Jamal Adams and, you know, lose capital where if we can just draft, you know, a safety or cornerback next year in the draft. And we already just drafted one in the second round who arguably was already a first round talent. And he was just lucky to fall to them. So, um. Yeah, I think I think I think it's it's not an ideal move for them. And, and as we were t- I was talk as Jake and I talked about uh, last week, the 49ers are actually um, picking up scheme in terms of picking up Jamal Adams. And I think that honestly, in my opinion, right now, I think that's where he'll end up. It seems like John Lynch is someone like pro- like he's very savvy with his with his trading, and it seems like they do have enough capital to do it. Um, and I actually think he'd be a good fit for that defense, especially when you know their secondary as, you know, old farts like Richard Sermon, you know, waddling around out there. Uh, Jimmy Ward, don't sleep. 
No, yeah, they, well, they paid Jimmy Ward. Um, they definitely need some help in the secondary. So, and maybe John Lynch sees a lot of himself in Jamal Adams in that style of play. So maybe they do bring him in, but I think they need a corner way more. So if you, you know, take that capital, you invested in Jamal Adams, and then let's say you're without your first and your second round pick next year, that's going to hurt you in trying to get a corner. Do you guys think Jamal Adams is ending up? Uh, I'd say the Niners, just because the um, the Cowboys have way too many question marks, like you guys already said. Um, I think he would fit in really well with what they try to do on defense, and like, and like he would be he would be really good alongside Sherman, especially, yeah, especially if they want to play like more cover two. Um, and it, they can yeah, put they, Jamal over the top I get and Sherman on Bob, dude. No one's no one's throwing to that side. <laughs> oh, they're throwing to Richard Sherman. That's for sure as hell what they're doing. I mean, if, if Sherman only has to like cover the flat, like. And you just have safety help over the top, like yeah, that's he, true. He, he just could gets be beat he could be he could be dead. That'd be really easy for Richard Sherman to do. So I mean, put him on the same side and see what he yeah. can do. It, it's tough to say where he goes. I th- I initially thought the Eagles, but then I forgot they they coughed up a third and a fifth for Darius Slay already. So if you want to, they probably don't want to cough up any more picks from this year's draft, the twenty twenty no twenty twenty one draft. So I don't think it's going to be the Eagles anymore. The Ravens, they need a receiver way more. So it would make more sense if they went out and tried to get a receiver, if anything. I don't think Jamal Adams would fix everything over there because you saw that Titans-Ravens game and the, all the what receivers. What if they sign AB, though? What if the Ravens sign Yeah, AB so I think the – yeah, the, and and trade for Jamal. They talked – there was already – I don't think there's any um, – I read I read something that they weren't interested oh, in. Really? It. Like they weren't even having internal discussions on it. Apparently the Seahawks – are the team that's most likely to sign him at this point. Seahawks and their slot receivers. Um, well, anyways, yeah, but – Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I think Antonio – Seahawks is a yeah, good place that for would Antonio be good. Brown. I mean, we, we know Pete Carroll's been able to handle Walls. No, yeah, and Russ, Russ, Russ would, would be a good, good spot. Too. Yeah, Russ would be good. Good for him, too. But anyways, yeah, so you – but you also have A.B. <laughs> Show him <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> yes. But him and Sierra. A.B. <laughs> will be the first guy to be like, Hey, isn't your wife? Wasn't she Future's girl? And like, he's gonna be, just, Russell's gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, she was." But that's not you. Can we not talk about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to make fun of Russ. I love Russ, Russ is a man. Russ is not a man the of musician, faith. though. The musician is fucking. Anyways, awful. get back to the getting back to the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens go for him. Yeah, we need a yeah, simmer now. Simmer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, think Russ. the Ravens get him. I'm gonna say it's a random outside team, uh, not the forty. 40- like the Saints or something I don't like that. Think the Saints because they already have they have already they traded picks last year and it kind of hurt them in this year's draft and then they traded up for Zach Bond and so I think they're gonna be they're gonna stay the course with their picks. I think it's just gonna be a, a team that nobody's expecting. Like the Bucks, <laughs> the the bu- the, we talked about the Buccaneers oh, a little bit. It, it could be the Bucks, but they need a corner more still, I think too. So then it's still not amazing for I I yeah I don't know. Well, I guess uh. I guess that's a wrap for the show today. Tune in next time. We might be uh, releasing another one pretty soon, actually. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. See you guys. See ya. Um, Jake, you, what, what is your reasoning for loving Dak Prescott? He's just like the underdog. He's always the underdog, you know? Uh, and I, I like his, his intangibles and everything, but obviously he's had his struggles with, you know, deep ball accuracy and – um, you know, occasionally he'll miss a, the right read here or there and struggle in clutch moments. Like the game against the Vikings, he played a almost a perfect game all the way to the final drive. It was like fourth and five.